The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It's game time decisions right here on SportsGrid. I'm your host, Kevin Walsh, on a Tuesday night. I almost opened this show with a sneeze. That would have been electric. Instead, we open this thing up with Monday Night Football. Two games last night for us to go over to. We will, of course, be previewing the Major League Baseball board, the WNBA playoffs. Coach James Young is going to help us break all of that down. We'll take a look to week two in the National Football League with both the help of Joe Ranieri and Dave Sharapan as well. Let's start this conversation off, though, with... Monday night football as we did have ourselves a doubleheader. Arguably the, the bigger the game. Now, now that's not, that, that, that's going to be a miss, right? It's going to be a miss. It's all good. Uh, we'll, we'll move a couple things around. Obviously, uh, Bengals-Ravens was a, a decade ago, but it's all good. Uh, we start with Steelers and Browns. Pittsburgh gets the win 26-22. to 22. Man, it's a tough scene. Uh, and it's a couple of defensive touchdowns that make the difference here for Pittsburgh, and maybe you could say, uh, you know, I have to eat a little crow. That's on me because I said the Pittsburgh defense wasn't very good. I stand by. This game didn't change my opinion in that. Two great big splash plays, good for them, okay? But the Browns move the football. The bigger takeaway is what a missed opportunity this was for Cleveland. The Browns could have been one of just three 2-0 football teams in the AFC. They could have sent the Steelers down to 0-2 with the Bengals, who they also would have then held a victory over. Instead, they leave this game 1-1 like so many other teams. And on top of that, they lose Nick Chubb for the rest of the season. So now we try and reset and pick up the pieces with the Cleveland Browns, where they stand in the AFC, and what this team might do now that they know they're going to be without Nick Chubb. Our radio audience is with us here on a Monday night. I'm Kevin Walsh. This is Game Time Decisions. You are watching, you are listening all across the Sports Grid network, including Sirius XM Channel 159 at Sports Grid Radio. Game number two or game number one, but the second game we'll talk about for Monday Night Football. That, of course, belongs to the NFC South, where the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints went head to head. Many people sitting with a push on this line this thing finishes up a three-point victory by the new orleans saints on the road 20 to 17 game stays under the number Derek carr for the second week in a row completes two passes of 40 plus yards that's interesting in terms of passing yardage props that's interesting in terms of longest com- com- you know a completion props it's not the greatest thing in the world though that this is still not a saints team that's really able to create a ton of separation with I think it's fair to say two lackluster opponents that have opened up their season on the Carolina side. It's bad. It's bad. Frank Reich looks like he might have signed up for one and done. This offense is brutal. And I think most people watching it don't feel like it's the quarterback's fault. The quarterback, of course, being rookie Bryce Young out of Alabama, the number one overall pick. When Bryce has time, when when guys are open, Bryce can find him, certainly. Guys just aren't really open, or Bryce doesn't have time. He does, though, shit a tangy 2-0 to the over on his rushing prop to start his NFL his career. So as far as I see it, he's having an incredible season and will get my vote for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Quite frankly, he is actually not really in the race for Offensive Rookie of the Year, it feels, despite we're only two games into this whole thing. Maybe Bijan's wrapped this up. He's certainly been electric so far in Atlanta, to circle back to 
Nick Chubb. And to circle back to the Cleveland Browns, that for a lot of people is your biggest takeaway from Monday night. And there's a lot of directions you can go with that. There's the, this is why it's so unfair with the running backs, and it's why it's so dangerous in terms of should they or should they not be paid. There's the impact that it has on, ooh, does it, does this team get involved in Jonathan Taylor's sweep takes? Uh Oh, does does this team kind of get involved now, whether it be Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, we've heard both of those names tossed around. I think this is going to be a real test, though, to see what happens when you remove Nick Chubb from this football team. Because Nick Chubb is arguably the best running back in football. He's, from an efficiency standpoint, truly one of the best this league has seen. Cleveland's offense has a big-time quarterback in name and contract, but Deshaun Watson has not lived up to that billing just yet for the Cleveland Browns. And that is what is now going to be the thing we need to watch moving forward with Cleveland. The defense is legit. I think they've got an argument for the best in football through two weeks. They've allowed one offensive touchdown. Same as the Dallas Cowboys. That team has been excellent so far on that side of the rock. It's not their fault that T.J. Watt and Alex Smith know how to find the end zone against the Browns offense of it all. To check in with Major League Baseball, as we often uh, at least try to do here in the open, we're going to get more Major League Baseball, of course, today. Mark Zeno is going to come in, help us break down the card. I've got four spots that jumped out to me uh, as I was breaking them down. But what continues to jump out is the, is the race in this American League. The National League is incredible as well. There's an aspect of the American League race, and actually I talked to Mark Zeno about this last week, and he, he tended to agree with me, I thought. The difference between the AL race and the NL race is the NL race doesn't include the Atlanta Braves, doesn't include the Los Angeles Dodgers. The American League race does include the American League favorite in the Houston Astros. The Astros last night go up against the Baltimore Orioles. Justin Verlander's on the mound. They go against John Means. John Means, his second start. Means wasn't great in start number one. Not great in start number two. Didn't matter. 8-7, your final score. Baltimore gets the job done. The Astros better send a bottle of wine to the Texas Rangers doorstep. Maybe a couple of them, quite frankly. Because if that team would not stop tripping and falling all over itself here, then the Astros wouldn't even be sniffing an opportunity at a round number one bye and an AOS crown. But here we are again with another extended losing streak for the Texas Rangers, and I know they're injured. I know Max Scherzer not there. I know Jacob DeGrom not there. I know that the bullpen has certainly been shoddy. We're going to target that bullpen a little bit tonight as well with that Boston Red Sox team. It's just, it's still incredible to me that the American League favorite is not a guarantee to make the postseason. Let's talk a little bit about tonight's baseball board. We'll get you a quick pick here. And we start this off a little bit earlier in your slate. I know there's some 640 baseball. This game's going to come to you in that 705 window with the Washington Nationals and the Chicago White Sox here. Jose Urain is the target. He's been the target before on this show, and he's the target once again. The ERA is above eight, whether it's home, whether it's road, it's atrocious. Any way you look at it, and we've got good numbers in this lineup here. Lane Thomas certainly stands out, and I think this Nationals team can pack a punch. The juice has started to climb throughout the day on the Washington Nationals team total, so try and make sure that you are getting the best of that number. You can still find that number underneath minus 130 but again the top end of that lineup we mentioned Lane Thomas Abrahams as well Garcia on the back end there there's a couple of guys with juice here against Urena and truly Urena is just not someone that deserves that benefit of the doubt anyway even if there's a couple of empty slots somewhere in that lineup where it's going to be their first time going against Jose Urena I like this baseball board tonight I'm excited to break it down but we have to recap Monday night and all of the odds movement that we've seen from a double header get used to it double header next week as well Eagles Bucks and Rams Bengals those should be two good games it's a quick break and game time decisions is back right here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid SportsGrid.com bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back to right here on Game Time Decisions. It's a Tuesday night. I'm your host, Kevin Walsh. Already told you on the Nationals team total over. That's when my baseball card starts tonight. I'm um, 7 o'clock or later. That's 640 slate. Mark Zeno's going to stop by in a moment to break that down. But to give you an idea, Marlins, Mets. Mets, a, a road dog there. Look, they're interesting. I thought their team total against Garrett, who struggled in Miami, was tempting. But not enough good numbers within that lineup. But if you wanted to take a shot on the Mets, I could see it. Rays Angels maybe has a little juice here. Total in that game, 8.5. Reds Twins total 9.5. That game did get over for us yesterday, uh, which was nice to see between Phillips and Ryan. And then the board gets into that 7 o'clock slate there. Big series uh, between the Yankees and the Blue Jays are... I don't know, there's like this much that believes like maybe the Yankees can do something. Like maybe they can, but they have to literally like sweep Toronto. They're a favorite, so they've been playing good ball. It's just not a lot that you kind of want to jump into here. Just to kind of reset, though, with Monday Night Football and the two games here. Let me start, actually, with Saints-Panthers, because otherwise I'll probably burn through and never bring up the game. Here's a takeaway for me. There's a number of teams two weeks into the season that have yet to cover a number. Happens. The Saints happen to be one of them. The difference between the Saints and everybody else is the Saints are 2-0. The Saints are the only team that is 2-0 so far this season, and they don't have a cover on the table. It's a very difficult thing to do. Typically, winning leads to covering. The teams without a cover so far, including them, Carolina, who they played last night, Cincinnati, Denver, the Chargers, the Bears, the Texans, and, and the New England Patriots, Minnesota, depending on kind of when uh, you got involved with their number, and the Giants as well. So there's a number of teams, but the Saints are one of them, and they're 2-0. Why does that matter? Think back to last year's Minnesota Vikings. Vikings were fraudulent. It was obvious for me, I honestly do believe, earlier than a lot of other people. The game that they beat the Buffalo Bills in is when I was like, oh, this team's terrible. And people left that game going, oh, Super Bowl preview? You know, no, it wasn't, huh? Not even close. Not even close. By the time we got to the playoffs, everybody agreed Minnesota was a fraud. They lost to the New York Giants in the least surprising upset we've maybe ever seen in the history of the postseason is what that felt like there in a 3-6 game. For the Saints, it's not as drastic as... Minnesota, mainly because we're only two games in. But so far, they're 2-0 by a combined four points. You can say, oh, well, they got backdoored by Carolina. Well, okay, fair enough. But again, taking forever and a decade to move the ball against Carolina isn't what you really signed up for. They couldn't move the football against the Tennessee Titans either. Maybe those defenses are a little bit better than what the record's going to be put forward on those football teams. And again, okay, so fine. But the Saints are a team that has a minus money price on them to make the postseason right in the mix in terms of their divisional pricing. We know that, where they sit with Atlanta and Tampa also 2-0. But the benefit for the Saints is the schedule. Let's just give you a ballpark idea. They have a bye week in week 11. At Green Bay, home against Tampa. At New England. At Houston. Home against Jacksonville. At Indianapolis, home against the Bears, at Minnesota. All of those are winnable football games. There's no Chiefs. There's no, there's no Bills. 
There's no Niners. There's no Cowboys. There's no Eagles popping up on this schedule. And, and those things, by the way, they don't pop up later on in the season. It doesn't mean that those are the only good football teams in this league. But this team right now, especially in the early goings of their season, with Atlanta, I think, being better than some people expect and what have you, Atlanta is after the bye. So the Saints are going to be able to stack wins. But the way to measure that football team, this is kind of where, this is where the betting comes in, right? We have to figure out, can they beat expectations? So far, no, is the answer on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, just quickly, by the way, we're going to do some target player props in hour two. I don't want to make everything involving Monday Night Football. Two items to keep your eye on. The Derek Carr longest completion, he has now thrown a 40-yard pass twice. Complete, he's completed a 40-plus yard pass twice in each of the first two games. That number going into Carolina, I believe, is 34 and a half. That number should be jacked up. And again, it's, it's a one-play bet, but if he's doing it twice a game, it feels then you can really bank on it. So we'll see what that number is against Green Bay. And then the other is the Bryce Young rushing prop. So that number was 13 and a half in week one he gets there. They drop it to 10 and a half in week two, and he smokes it again with 34 rushing yards. But here's the thing. He has five carries on the season. So you're banking on a big run from Bryce Young to get there. Longest run in week one was 16. Longest run in week two was 26. I think they will move his prop up to 15 and a half. And it's going to have nothing to do with playing Seattle. They're going to basically make you pay for his longest run. And if his longest run is eight, they're going to say, okay, you're cooked. Because maybe he'll run it twice, but, but the, the next one will be a little bit lower. And you'll stay under that number. If they don't move that price on prop, though, we're going to go again. 2-0 and on it so far, we're going to go again. To bring in Steelers Browns, and I know this is the bigger game of the two. I know everybody's talking about Nick Chubb. That's why I try to hit it a little more, bit more at the open here. This game didn't change really anything for me, though, when it comes to these two teams. I'm frustrated as somebody that bet the Cleveland Browns in the AFC market. 35-1 to 1 right now. You can look around, find a 14-1. to 1. There's been some value put on that number, but there would have been a lot more value, and I don't want to compare it to where I bet it here. Let me pull it up. It's down, so it's 12-1 to 1 right now. 35-1 to 1 down to 12-1 to 1 at, the play, at the place that I put that wager in. It could have been down to... I mean, Cincinnati's at eight to one. They would have been in fr- they would have been in front of Cincinnati. So you're talking about a 35 to one ticket that would have been sitting at eight to one, with only Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo, and KC in front. You might say it's only one spot, but it makes a difference. It makes a difference. I, I know I don't look. The running back stuff is always just an odd thing to get into, and it's kind of irrelevant right now. I think they'll be fine without Nick Chubb, but. I'm hoping for Cleveland to compete for this division, get a home playoff game. Baltimore's 2-0. You're not chasing Cincinnati. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be there. Mike Tomlin's too good of a head coach to ever win five, six games. But I do, it feels like that 500 streak gets snapped this year unless he finds a way to tie another football game, quite frankly. I'm not a believer in this Pittsburgh team. The football was moved on them last night. Game had juice as projected. If the game did if the game wasn't going to have juice, it was going to be because of Pittsburgh, who won the game, but they had two defensive touchdowns. 400 yards of offense for Cleveland in that game. And that was with Nick Chubb leaving, and all of a sudden, we see Jerome Ford check in and give you 100 yards on the ground in the game. I trust my, my, what I've thought of Cleveland. I trust what I've thought of Pittsburgh. Two splash plays from the defense, that's going to change the equation. That's going to change the markets there. What's the make playoff price on Pittsburgh right now? Because this is going to be the other, the other angle to consider. Minus 168 in the no. You, you are laying a big number. Here's the one thing that stands out right now within the, the AFC. If you take your 2-0 and teams, just Miami and Baltimore, you take the two big dogs, I'm going to remove Cincinnati, and you go Buffalo, KC. You've got three, spot, you've got three spots left. Let's go AFC South winner, whomever it is. Titans, Jags, Colts, Texans, I don't care. Two spots left. I like the position Cleveland's in. I like what I've seen from them. Cincinnati's obviously one of your big dogs. But if Cincinnati does fall off, if injury really creeps in, Chargers 0-2, Broncos 0-2, Raiders don't have juice. South sending two teams doesn't feel likely. Pats 0-2. 
Jets don't have a quarterback. The AFC North could sneaky, you know, flirt with sending the division into the playoffs, quite honestly. Uh, Buffalo and Miami should both be there. It's early season, but the North is going to stay in the mix the whole way. Let's get Mark Zinno here. Break down a baseball board and then flip it over to some college football. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Perfect timing here on the desk. It's game time decisions on sports. I'm your host, Kevin Walsh. Mark Zeno is going to jump in uh, with us here. Mark, I want to go through the baseball board a little bit, but there's some Otani news. So here's how we'll start it off. Your play comes at a 640 game Anyway, with the Angels here. So talk to the people with what you like in terms of Rays Angels. Well, you have two very below average pitchers on the mound at best, I guess is the kind way to put it. Both of these guys kind of stink is the short answer. Taj Bradley of the Rays has been filling a spot in the rotation, but he hasn't been effective. He hasn't won since June 21st. Since that win, he's allowed at least three earned runs in seven of his next nine starts and allowed four in five of those starts. Bradley's home ERA is 5.58. Opponents are hitting 258 against him. He missed the entire month of August on the IL, so he didn't pitch the last two times these, these teams met. But since then, the three starts since, his ERA is 506. So the Angels, uh, although their bats are not hot right now, uh, that would be an understatement. Their bats are kind of very cold. But they scored at least six runs in two of the three games against the Rays last time out and totaled 13 runs in the series. All three of the games went over in the series. The Angels had some part in that. They should be able to scratch two or three across. On the flip side, Pablo Sandoval starting for L.A. He also not effective. 4-4-8 ERA, a 1.5 whip on the season. When he faced the Rays last month, he gave up six earn, six runs rather in four and two-thirds innings. Sandoval's allowed over 20 runs, Kevin, in his last three starts. He's lost in all three. Rays number one in baseball. Batting average, OPS, WRC plus against lefties at home since August 14th. Angels bullpen stinks. Bottom six in ERA whip and home runs allowed. I think Tampa Bay does more of the heavy lifting tonight. I don't expect Tampa to let up because they're in the middle of a pennant race here. Um, Mm -hmm. But the Angels should do enough to help push this thing over eight. I I think it's a great, great breakdown. And, you know, look, those are two pitchers that you want to fade. It makes all the sense uh, in the world. Now, here's why I think that's perfect, though. We're going to talk some college football, Mark. But about a little less than an hour ago, the latest on Shohei Otani finally came down. The soon-to-be two-time American League MVP had the procedure done. He's going to be ready for opening day next year. He will not pitch until 2025. The the statement comes through the Angels from Shohei's agent. All of this money that Otani was going to make, this has to impact it to some degree, right, Mark? And, And I'm almost now, like, if you're going to pay Otani, doesn't a part of you think, you know what, this guy pitching isn't worth it. Let's just bring the hitter in. I mean, you would think so. Now, there are a lot of people out there, people in the industry I've spoken to, who say it won't affect it at all. 
the guy's still going to make $500 million. And in reality, wow. is there a difference between $500 million and $600 million? Yeah, it's $100 million. So there's a huge difference between those two numbers. <laughs> but that said, um, the point simply being that, you know, this will be the most expensive free agent in baseball history with good reason. Look, if I'm a GM, I really have to have um, some level of trepidation going into this and wondering how much longer he can pitch effectively. Look at the, the the return rate for guys from Tommy John and who's done well and who hasn't. I mean, look, Shohei has been a great pitcher before. Now he's having his second Tommy John surgery. I mean, this isn't the first one here, Kevin. This is the second one. So, you know, the likelihood that you're paying for a pitcher and a hitter gets slimmer and slimmer every time. I don't know that necessarily changes the market because somebody will give him what he wants. Um, and yeah. if he has to, quote, settle for $475 million or $500 million, well, I won't be shedding a tear for Shohei Otani. You know, Otani will be fine. I just wonder, is this me being a panicked Yankee fan? I don't know. They're not going to get him anyway. But do no. you want to pay this guy 400 500 600 I don't care what the number is. And then in 2025, July, his elbow gives out again. And you're in the middle of it. What if the Angels ended up not now again? Them falling out, sawed a mile away, them buying at the deadline, an obvious whiff. That's not the point. What if I was wrong and they were right, Mark, and they were in the middle of this race right now with the rest of the American League West, and Otani was done? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know how much longer the pitcher is going to last. I mean, in reality, you have to yeah. figure how much that does to his body over the course of 162 games a season, making 30 plus starts if he's healthy to do it all. It's just, you know, uh, crazy. I mean, I don't think you can actually transition him to a reliever because, you know, how do you get him ready to pitch and warm up? You have to pull him. You can't pull him out of the game to go warm up. He's got to walk off the field, throw eight pitches, you know, walk in from the outfield, throw eight pitches and be ready to go. So, you know, this gets to be a complicated situation here for a team that's going to buy in on him. But remember, yeah. what your hope is when you're getting Otani is in that the first two or three years, you're highly competitive with him. And it's enough in merchandise, ticket sales, and everything else. And, and you know, mm -hmm. for them to sort of do their best to break even in viewership and ad sales and everything else and TV revenue and all that that goes in to come close to putting a dent in what you're paying for them. If you win a World Series, I, look, I, I would always tell you those $200 million contracts, you win a World Series, they pay for themselves. Now we're in a stratosphere yep. where you got to win two of those things for it to pay for itself. So when you're talking about $400 million, that's a whole different world. Uh, that's, that's a different level of cash. Uh, or as the Italians say, it's a little scuttle. You know, I mean, it's, it's a different level that we're talking about here that I'm not used to. I like that. I like that a lot. That works for me. Uh, look, so I want to talk some college football with you, Mark, because you warned about something. I wish you would have warned me before I wasted money on a Carson Beck Heisman ticket, but that's okay. This Georgia offense, man. Look, my, my thought on, on the Beck thing, by the way, was, look, if you put up the numbers Stetson Bennett did, you'll be in the conversation. He can't even do that. He, I mean, he's got three touchdown passes. He didn't throw any against South Carolina, I guess. At least he didn't turn the football over. But as a team, look, I know they won. They're, they don't have to beat every single team by, by 50. They haven't covered a spread yet, Mark, and they're still booked at some spots 2-1 to one to win the title. What do you make of the Bulldogs right now? Well, you can save the tape and call me an idiot down the road, or you can make me look like a genius, depending on what happens. But... The Georgia Bulldogs are losing a game before the first weekend of December in Atlanta. I can guarantee you that. Mm. They're going to lose a game. They're going to drop one. I've been saying it all summer long, and I'm not surprised by this. This slow start offensively, and particularly the slow start in the first half of each game, is really starting to be perplexing. Mike Bobo, the new offensive coordinator, who used to be Georgia's old offensive coordinator that they brought back, you know, uh, and, and, and Carson Beck just haven't figured it out yet. You know, I have trouble figuring out whether the offense is limited by Carson Beck or, or Carson Beck is limited by the offense and the play calling at this point in time. But what I know is that they're not scoring. Uh, they have a banged up running back room. This is not a good situation for the Georgia Bulldogs, and they're continuing to be overpriced. And the other thing that always confuses me here, Kevin, is whenever they bring in an offensive coordinator to run another guy's system, I mean, this isn't the show wife swap. 
It's like like hair. I got this really good thing. Why don't you take it for a while and see how it works for you? No, that's that's not how offensive coordinators work. They all want to put their own stamp on the system. And Mike Bobo trying to run Todd Munkin's offense is not working to this point. So they're no. going to get caught get caught by somebody before the first week in December. It's not going to stop them from yeah. getting there. It's not going to stop them from winning the SEC. But they're going to drop a regular season game. And I think what it now this is such fool's gold. I know you're gonna laugh at me, Mark. That's okay. I have a real soft spot for Jalen Milrow. At least the South Florida game made me feel better about that sauce. But now these, you know, the Alabama and the LSU, that one loss that sits there, as tough as it might be, throw all miss in the conversation. Now you get to the SEC title game and you can say, okay, we can win this football game. They're not gonna be favored over Georgia. But that's a winnable football no. game for whoever gets there out of the West. Yes. I mean, look, I've told this to people for about two weeks now, and I can't say it loud enough. Alabama doesn't have a quarterback problem. They have a wide receiver problem. Calvin mm -hmm. Ridley, John Metzi, Jamison Williams, uh, um, Jalen Waddell, those guys are not on the roster. They don't have this stable of the best wide receivers in this team anymore, and it's exposing the quarterback position for Alabama. Look, let's be objective about this. Was Mac Jones really that great of a college quarterback? I mean, was Jalen Hurts really that great of a college quarterback? He got benched for crying out loud. Like, this isn't to denigrate these guys, but in reality, they weren't guys who elevated. They, 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 those guys aren't what Caleb Williams was last year. You know, like, I mean, Alabama's had this stable of wide receivers forever that has changed the way defenses have to do everything, and it's opened everything up. Nobody can get open anymore, and the quarterback is left to fend for himself and try to make everybody better, and it's just not enough. So I don't think Alabama has a quarterback problem as much as it does have a wide receiver problem. I think that's all fair, which is why saying, you know what, let's take out the best athlete on the field and then see if these pocket passers work out was that Nick Saban is dying to fire Tommy Reese. Tommy's coming. Tommy's going to come crawling back to South Bend any day now. Speaking of which, Mark, we're only about a about fantastic conversation, which we wish we had a million more hours. We'll do it again later in the week. But Notre Dame, Ohio State, your early Tuesday thoughts here on what is, to me, the biggest game this weekend on a pack pack slate. God, I mean, there is no reason not to take the points here with Notre Dame. Look, let me explain something to you. I was somebody who tried to fade Ohio State last week in a look-ahead spot. This mm. was a 14-10 to 10 game with eight minutes left in the second quarter, okay? And then over the span of the next eight minutes, and a total of eight plays, somehow Ohio State scored four touchdowns to make it a 42-10 to 10 game, and it was never over. They only scored one touchdown in the third and one touchdown in the fourth. This is an Ohio State offense that is not right yet. They, prior to the game against Western Kentucky, they were only completing 39% of their third-down conversions. I don't like them going into this spot. If they play a real defense like Notre Dame could be, and unlike Western Kentucky, they may be on the wrong side of this one, guys. And I, look, I'm trying to stay calm, Mark, because usually the Notre Dame expectations are, hey, we can, we can crash in. If they beat Ohio State, and I know this is not you know, the usual Ohio State program, that might be a different conversation. Mark Zeno, fantastic, fantastic job. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Game time decisions live right here on a Tuesday night. I'm Kevin Walsh. Appreciate Mark Zeno stopping by. Said he likes the over in Angels race. So keep eyes on that early 640 game here. We'll continue to set you up and follow this slate on game time decisions. But to help us on the WNBA side of things, because we've got WNBA postseason action. You know it, man. Coach James Young, JY. How's it going? My, my brother. It's good to be on with you. You know, I know you get I know you get a little excited about that Notre Dame game this weekend. I know you get a little excited about the Irish. I, I saw I saw you Don't I saw talk you football, bobbing a little bit. Big trouble. Okay. Don't talk football, you're gonna get in big trouble, man. I wanna hear it. Should I tee up, ask you about should I ask you about your Zach Wilson Dallas Cowboys breakdowns? You watch the all twenty-two? <laughs> Look, here, I'll ask you about a New York team you kind of talk about. I want to hit these games and then we'll go some big picture stuff. Liberty Mystics here. New York's a ten and a half point favorite. Total 162 and a half. By the way, let me pump up JY because he's too humble to do it himself. What a fantastic job when we talked to him on Friday. Four picks, four winners all over the WNBA postseason. JY, we hope we can do it again. Talk to me right now. It's a ten and a half point line, 162 and a half total. This is going to be a game about uh, matchups and how they play. Now, if you look at what happened, Anescu went off because of the fact that they were switching. Natasha Cloud, their best guard defender for the Mystics, went on social media and after the game we talked about, she does not want to switch. She wants to stay with Bri- uh, with Anescu. So where do you go to look for something? First play, I'm going to go with the team total with the Liberty over 86 and a half points, over eight of their last nine games. Four to five games versus the Mystics. And Shakira Austin, their star center for the Mystics, one of the best rim protectors, is still out, which means that people are going to eat. I'm worried about the spread because if you look at that game, Kato, it was just a short segment of the third quarter where Atlanta Deladon did not get shots. I think they adjust, mm-hmm. but they can't stop the Liberty. Give me the Liberty team total over 86 and a half points. Yeah, I I like the look, JY. I do want to ask you, though, Brianna Stewart, it's a it's small sample size, but it's consecutive games against the Mystics with the regular season finale. She is shooting 7 for 33, 0 for 10 from 3 in those two games. You know, BATR, I love a bounce-back spot. But is there something the Mystics are doing specifically to Brianna Stewart that's producing these results? They're loading up and they're crowding their space. So when you look at the Liberty, if you think Cloud's going to go play one-on-one with Inescu and not switch, and you think they're going to load up on Elena Deladon, I mean, on, on uh, Brianna Stewart, where are you going? It's John Quell Jones. 13 and a half points, Kate up is our points prop. 20 points in game one. 19 points in the season finale. When she gets double-digit shots, K-Dub, she's gone over in 11 out of 15 games, and Shakira Austin would be the person that's guarding her. If Deladon, who's a secretly good defender, guards Stewie, they don't have the height to deal with John Quell, who's 6'6", 220. Give me John Quell Jones over 13 and a half points. Shop around. It's moving. It's gone up a little bit. But John Quill Jones, if it's at 13 and a half, run to the window. She gets 15 plus tonight. I like it, JY. I might principle one and a half threes, Brianna Stewart, minus 102. Is it worth it for the over? Or would you stay away? I, 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 I think it's I, so low. I, I, it's worth it for the over, Kate Up. And I'm going to give another one for people to look at. It was at plus money earlier. Take take a look at, at Brianna's Inescu's assist prop, which I think I saw in FanDuel earlier was five and a half plus money. I know she's going under, under a lot lately, but if Cloud's going to try Cloud or take away her space, that means drives, that means kickouts. That's where Stewie can get her threes off of drives and kickouts by Inescu. Maybe make her, uh, you know, almost like a decoy and get her, get to the basket and create mm-hmm. for her teammates. All right, Jerry, let's get to the second game here on the slate. It's a nine o'clock Eastern start. Dallas and Atlanta, 
Dallas handles their business in the first game of this series. It's a six and a half point line in favor of the Wings against the Dream. Total in this game, 170 and a half. Where's your eye? My eyes at the team total. We went to this uh, in game number one. I'm going back to a K-Dub in game number two. They only raise it by a point, 88 and a half points for the Dallas Wings. Over in five out of the last six games, 94 points each of the last two matchups. Last game in the regular season, first game in the playoffs, averaging 92.2 points per game. I've talked about Latricia Trammell's offense with Awumba Wale, with Sabley, who both went off in game number one. We hit the Awumba Wale. Uh, over 22 and a half in game number one, but it's also Natasha Howard and Tierra McCowan. They have so many weapons offensively. They push the pace. Dallas Wings team total over 88 and a half points. I like it, Jay. Well, you know me. I always get involved with a couple of the team totals there. Uh, and then you you got a player prop on the other side of this game that you're going to lock in, right? I'm going with Ryan Howard. If you've ever watched uh, betting above the rim, Kevin and I are both big fans of the Kentucky Product mm -hmm. former number one traffic over two and a half made three has gone over in eight of her last 13 games three of her four games versus the wings Dallas wings defensively 10th and three-point defense percentage 10th and three-point uh, allowed and ninth in attempts allowed they give up because they run they shoot a lot they get in transition you know one thing with Ryan Howard Kate up she likes to shoot that rock Ryan Howard over two and a half made threes tonight. Fantastic. Now, I want to take a step back, JY. I think you, uh, Link's uh, son tomorrow. If, if JY's not here, he'll, he'll have everybody dialed up on the game. But I want to go bigger picture for a moment here with Vegas and the fact that they have already advanced. What did you take away from that? I saw a, a stat. I, I read it like, like five times. Like this, I'm not, cannot be reading this right. Aja Wilson had more paint points in that win over the sky in game two than the entirety of the Chicago sky. So what did you take away from Vegas in their opening series of the WNBA playoffs? They're in a bad mood. They're, they're, I mean, they're in a bad mood. Now, if you, if you look at the Chicago sky, folks, let's be honest. Williams, uh, Copper, Mabry, their three best scores, they're all perimeter. So they're not the type that's going to get paint touches unless Kalia Copper breaks you down. She's more of a mid-range shooter. But the emphasis to get the ball inside to, to Asia Wilson and make her score is really something that's going to be really important for teams. Now, what are we going to get as we go further along in the playoffs? It'll be interesting to see if it is Dallas because the Dallas Wings did beat uh, the Aces during the regular season and gave them a lot to get handle, and they can kind of go Firepower for firepower, their four versus the other four. Uh, it's going to be come down to with the with the aces. Let's be honest. It's going to be Clark and it's going to be Stokes because the four horsewomen. I guess we can call them the four horsewomen. They're going to do what they're going to do. It's going to be about the ancillary parts that have to step up. Now, if Angel Wilson's dropping thirty point burgers and 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 destroying people in the low post, well, you know, Jackie Young is going to get shots. Kelsey Plum's going to get shots. You know, uh, so we know that they could score. And then Chelsea Gray can obviously, you know, create for everyone. But I still think it's going to be that fifth score. And let's see who tries to expose them in that uh, when it comes down to not having Candace Parker. Because teams were loading up against the Vegas Aces and forcing someone else to make plays and almost letting you play four and five. They got to get production uh, for those two role players if they're going to make a run and win this championship. Excellent, excellent stuff. And would you look at that? It's NBA time again, JY. Now, <laughs> now, mystery team? The Portland Trailblazers do not have a mystery team. They are lying. I don't believe them for a single second. Adrian Wojnarowski today was talking on ESPN and said Miami is basically daring Portland to find a better offer. It sounds like Pat Riley this summer, Saturday and Sunday mornings, was watching betting above the rim and heard the breakdown that there's nobody else. And do you know what Zach Lowe added to the Adrian Wojnarowski conversation? Well, teams are now hearing the Giannis comments and being like, well, we can't go in for Dame if we think we have a chance at Giannis. JY, this is such an odd thing. 
And when the end result of this is Dame in Miami, so many people are going to be upset that it took this long for the end result to be what it is. But I have not seen one thing, Coach, that tells me that Damian Lillard plays basketball anywhere other than Miami this coming season. Yeah, that's right. And, and for all those people that are bored by this, me, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I mean, that's all we talked We talked about, we've been, we've been talking about Damian Lillard getting traded since draft night. That was in June. And we're still yeah. in the same spot with Dame time. Listen, Miami's going to do what Pat Riley is as cool as they come. He's going to sit back and relax. I saw something like the Raptors are kidding me. What the hell? What are the Raptors going to do? And you think Dame Time's going to be like, man, I'm going to trade I'm a trade South Beach for Toronto. Now, everybody but Gabriel Morenci and Cam Stewart will think that's a great idea. But, you know, we know and we both know that ain't going to happen. So at the end of the day, Kato, let's just let this thing go and let him go to Miami and let this be figured out. Don't bring him to training camp. I, I, I know that you're saying it. They are just trying to get whatever they can. And if I'm Miami, I sit back and I wait. Because eventually, K-Dub, Miami may start to pull things ready off the table if they don't start to get this thing moving. Yeah, that. So I do think, and here's what I will say, because I know, I, I feel like sometimes I come off so pro-Miami. I just hate everything Portland's done. I do think Miami might be offering up, like, not like, Bad people think that Miami's best offer is a bad offer. I think Miami might be offering up like half of their best offer, which you're never going to get this done here. So at some point, these teams need to come to a conclusion and lock this in. JY, I cannot wait until we are breaking in a couple of you know NBA you know seasonal previews and the games will be here before we know it. But this just crossed my table here. Uh, people have eight minutes to decide, so I'm going to put you on the spot. There's an odds boost. Brianna Stewart, Elena Deladon, and Satu Sabali each to score 15 points from plus 125 to plus 180. Is that worth the coin? It, it is worth the coin as long as the Washington Mystics do not get away from their game plan and get her the ball. Deladon, I think, 11 points in the first half. Didn't really do much in the second half. Sabali will score. There's a lot of points. Stewie bounces back. It's all about can the Mystics do a good job okay. of getting Elena Deladon the ball. If they're going to have a chance, K-Dub, they got to roll with the star. Get Elena the ball. I would put some coin on that. Absolutely. And, and to give people an idea, uh, Sabale's points props, 20 and a half. Brianna Stewart's is 21 and a half. And then you've got a 16 and a half with heavy juice to the over on Elena Deladon. So you want to get involved tonight. And that's going to get you involved with in both games for uh, the WNBA slate. JY, how about it, man? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it again very, very soon, I'm sure of it. Hey, listen, hey, we got to talk more basketball. We got to talk NBA. I know it's football season. I know it's the Major League Baseball is coming to the end. Hockey's starting up. College football, the, I don't know what else is going on. But, the but there's hockey. always time for oh, ball with K-Dub and JY. My man, it just don't, don't mention that, all right? Game time decisions with SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once, starting at $40 a month.
Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Game time decisions right here on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh. We are nearly halfway through our Tuesday night edition. Quickly, we pop in Major League Baseball board. Any movers and shakers? Uh-oh, too early for Tampa. Love that. Mark Zeno told us all about that over. Uh, so that number's got to be on the move. What's that live number look like here? Eight, only eight and a half. That doesn't make any sense. Number's light. I'd probably get reinvest if I were you out there. JY is all about this WNBA board. Great breakdowns from him. And if you want that odds boost, uh, he said, feel free uh, to put a couple dollars uh, on that number, plus 180 for Sobley, Stewart, and Deladon to get for uh, 15 plus each. Major League Baseball board, though, is going to have my attention. We're going to go through the entirety of that baseball board in a moment. But to give you what might be my favorite bet, and so now we're number one best bet here, it's going to be the Red Sox team total. Over three and a half. Juice is climbing on this number, so you could find a four and a half at plus money. Obviously, it makes the difference, right? I, listen, I don't know Ramadre Stevenson rushing prop, 50 plus. Okay, some people said, you know, bet to 50 and a half. 50 plus winner, 50 and a half loser. So if the number's up, up that high, is going to make a difference. The difference between three and a half runs and four and a half runs is going to make a difference. But if you don't want to lay the juice, the four and a half is there. Here's the idea. First of all, it's a light number against the Boston team that has had success against the Texas Rangers this season as a whole. They're batting 304 against the Rangers staff. They've scored four or more runs in three out of the four games against Texas. But they go up against Nathan Eovaldi, who's struggled more so at home than on the road. But it's nasty, Nate, since he's come back from injury, pitching to over a 7 ERA, nearly an 8. But he's actually not pitched all that much. Six runs allowed in seven innings of work. His, his, best, his best outing in terms of innings pitched was 3.1 in his most recent. So maybe he could elevate that to a four innings of work tonight against the Red Sox. But even then, this is going to be a lot of bullpen tonight from the Texas Rangers, who have the fifth highest bullpen ERA in Major League Baseball. We go Boston's team total over three and a half runs. Less than a minute, we're back with the full baseball board on Game Time Decisions. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.